Um, okay. Okay. So let's, let's, let's get go. started. <laughs> after, after 14 minutes of preamble that I'll just cut in the edit, it's fine. No, this is where we start right here. Just this part. Okay. So we we just had the spoileriest of all spoilery conversations just previous to starting this podcast. Do you not want to welcome the readers? No, I just did. Did you? <laughs> that's that's how you're saying hello now. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, hello, readers. We just had the spoileriest of spoilery conversations that was literally 20 minutes long. We talked about <laughs> characters you're not supposed to know about, locations you're not supposed to know about, twists, reveals, book covers, mm. literally everything. Uh, just prior to popping in and saying, hello, readers. In the summer of 2016, a mysterious locked book appeared online promising to reveal the magical secrets held inside if someone could solve the 16 puzzles required to open it. A year later, the book is open, and the adventure that thousands of readers embarked on to unlock it is becoming a book of its own. This is the story of how that adventure came to be. This is the making of the Monarch Papers. Uh, I'm CJ Bernstein. Oh, and with me as always. Oh, <laughs> damn it! We're good. <laughs> and with me as always. Oh, now I speak. That is, is Simon. <laughs> it's Simon. And uh, today we are talking about uh, Fragment Eight, Cagliostro's uh, final performance, and the end of Phase Two. Mm, yeah. I just realized I didn't research at all the second assessment. I don't remember it. Um. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. 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 Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, and then blah, blah. you like different things. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this was, you know, we we've talked about this a lot, but this was the I remember this this had a lot of branching options. I remember that we had the option that maybe Deirdre went to the Morgan Library and got the book, and then Lauren was going to steal it from her at her home. Uh, we also had the the possibility that Lauren wouldn't die, or that the Cagliostro would fail. Um, uh, at his uh, at his yeah. plan, uh, and so and so everything sort of worked out in a certain way, and it was all based on their decisions. And this was one of the interest. This was the absolute at this point shortest uh, fragment because it was the calling of the corners, which they did in about two and a half hours. Right. I think. I think that's how long. <laughs> how long was it supposed to last? I don't remember. I think it was really up to them. I didn't think there would be this immense enthusiasm. But right after Cole left the Morgan Library, um, having lost the book to Lauren, but having found the letter from Sullivan, uh, <clears throat> I was going to have him sort of lay low for a day or two. But everyone was like, what's next? What's next? Everyone was on the forum because they were watching it live. And I thought, like, we should roll this into this and just let this be a big finale. Also, we were desperate for phase two to be over. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is the period where after this we took a like a, a break forever, a month, almost a month, off, almost yeah. a month, yeah, a month, yeah. Uh, well, I don't think we even talked for no. like a week or two. We just needed to like be <laughs> away. Leave me alone. <laughs> I can't even think about it anymore. Yeah, please don't ask me for <laughs> one character <laughs> name. I can't handle. It. <laughs> yeah. So so Cole finds the letter. He's going to tell Deirdre, but first they have to cast the spell. I left it up to them thinking, well, maybe they'll say, all right, well, let's schedule a time and we'll do it tomorrow. But they're like, let's do this. 
And so they cast a spell by finding objects that were personal to them. They created these boxes that held the elements. This was also the introduction of the six elements, an element relating guild. to every yeah. guild, which is light, ether, or the tides, thought, Thank and you. the wild. I didn't remember that and <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. We may or may not be doing something ah, with that currently. So uh, it's, it's fresh. It's fresh on, fresh, it's fresh on <laughs> me mind. Yeah. Um, and so they cast the spell, calling the corners to sort of begin the spell to release uh, the spell on Deirdre. And so this was a recreation of what Sullivan originally did to hide her from magic. And so all that was left was they would perform the spell. I'm just sort of running through this uh -huh. to see if I remember. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm <laughs> uh, and the, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you a tale. And then, um, and so then Cole would go to tell Deirdre everything about him about the Mountaineers and to give her this letter and say, we do with it what you will, but we wanted to give you the tools and we've created the first half of the spell to help you if you change your, if you decide to do this. And so then we found out later that she, she had. And so that was the end of Fragment 8, like in a heartbeat. And so all that was left was the sort of narrative conclusion um, of the Cagliostro's final yeah. performance. And so I think that's the bulk of this episode is talking about how that all came to be. I know we talked about it a little in episode zero. We skipped ahead. <laughs> well, because it's, uh, like it's two, just our two favorite phases. Bit, isn't it? We just, we all really, really, <laughs> it's really the love best. It. It's the best. Yeah. It's when everything was firing on all cylinders and it was, uh, we, it was such a grace note to end it like that. And so, so let's um, talk a little bit about how that came to be. Simon, take it away. <laughs> where do we start? I mean, <laughs> where do we start? I mean, how, how much have we talked about? Cag himself. We've talked a bit about him in the last three episodes, but um, we have, yeah, yeah. Did we talk about some of the origins of why we chose Cagliostro as the as the character? Um, I don't know that we did. I mean, I know that I had personally had a fascination with mm. old magicians. My yeah. my office is plastered with these old posters. Um, the Thurston being my favorite, Thurston the Great Magician. Um, uh, so that was definitely an impetus. And we also wanted someone who knew a lot about this world because we found in phase one that it was hard to explain things when no one knew anything. Every character they knew sort of didn't know enough. And, Su and Sullivan's journals hadn't become this big thing yet. Everyone was kind of in the dark. And so it was nice having someone that was like, you don't know how magic works, Lauren? Here, let mm. me tell you. And by proxy, we'll yeah. tell the audience. And I think we... I remember when you when we talked about um, the actual Cagliostro, and how, mm -hmm. and then then the idea that morphed into becoming the Cagliostro, as in a, a a title inherited, passed down, morphed, whatever we want to call it. Um, I remember going away and watching a film uh, a, that was made in the thirties or forties about um, that character in. Um, the court of Man Marie Antoinette. I can't remember. And there's a whole, mm -hmm. there's a whole, the, the affair of the yeah, necklace. There's a whole, there's a whole swashbuckly dark magic thing. And I was, I was like, oh, that, that's, that's great. That has so much potential. Um, that's not where we ended up, yeah. but it was just kind of like nice and exciting and inspiring. <laughs> um, for this, I think obviously we started with the, uh, I think it all started really with the layout of the room and the whole diagram of where it was going to be. And we love this idea that, um, of painting pictures in people's minds through the audio 
And we'd done a little bit of audio too with Brandon before, and we sort of tried it, but this time we wanted to kind of do a really uh, FX heavy version of it so we <laughs> yeah a real big yeah, radio, a radio show. show which was i think you know we something we both have talked about the book in the past something we're interested in in pursuing in the future and i know we've talked about mm-hmm. it before and so this is kind of a precursor said so, couldn't you know, how how would it work and it was kind of fascinating to to do it to um have performers <laughs> you and i and then a uh, uh- and and the the lady, the lady from Fiverr, Fiverr who, who we got to do that, <laughs> you know, you go back and say, no, no, I don't. Can you just say that several times? Because we don't really like that version. We like this version. Um, yeah. There's audio somewhere of me being Lauren <laughs> to give her an example <laughs> of what I thought Lauren and should sound like. That will and not she be doesn't released. get the final line. The, the final line when she when she turns into the Cagliostro isn't her. It's me. <laughs> We're not manipulating Yeah, my, I love it. But it's so good. But I like, too, because it's part of your voice. You yeah, the yeah, voice yeah. of the Cagliostro. Yeah. And also, I just remember she she was like, "I am the Cagliostro." Yeah. It was like the beginning of like a, a you know, every week I solve crimes too. <laughs> In Gabbard Cove, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am. So it was kind of it's kind of interesting to to com- to do like a composite of of all those different parts and take um, uh, sound effects from a library, but make them feel like they are originally to, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, ours um and then just for me it was so much fun because i got to play with uh different sound effects and different uh, ways of manipulating sound particularly the bit where you know he starts manifesting and when when we when we and we did this before with the with the kind of uh, various recordings that was it of course we had the other recordings before we did this one of his voice trying to oh, do that's right. try, through the ages oh, we haven't yeah. talked about that um th- no through the haven't. ages him him trying to do the, the spell I, I i really loved it as well because i got to write a little song that whole yeah oh, that's right. gonna, your first take it, wasn't it, it was the whole thing was like i don't, I don't yeah. know where those yeah, the melody yeah, it's, right. it's it's um yeah it was kind of kind of mad um and i thought yeah there's the there's those improv skills coming to the fore again i think you know as soon Absolutely. as you as soon as you find it you're gonna go well i'm not gonna mess with that because that's it that's it it's felt yeah it, feel, it feels yeah. real oh and i love that in the episode where you got to smash stuff around oh, and yeah did, yeah yeah with that was that was a blast and you know i think that's something too that maybe people didn't notice but this was something we were conscious of we knew that this this phase was going to end with this big audio performance and so we we were really conscious of creating the environment in their mm. mind enough for them to understand the logistics of everything that was happening by the end of this they knew the tetrahedron mm. front to back they were really familiar with this object. They also knew what the room mm. looked like. They knew where people were sitting. We even had uh, Lauren plot out where Lauren yeah. would be, where Martin would be, where Cags would be standing. Um, that the tetrahedron came out of the floor where the yeah. door was, so that they could imagine enough of it. And still, when you did the audio, it is not clear what comes no. out. Which, and of course, we're not going to no. discuss it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it gives you enough to like like play with your imagination while also sort of understanding the ground rules of how it works, which was kind of like, like a microcosm of how we did all. Yeah. Of this. And there's something to be said, isn't there about that mix of media where it gives you the, the map and some of the stuff that we did before gives you context. It gives you the, you know where you're playing. And so when you get another element into that world, you're able to place this element into the world you already know. And so it makes it more realistic, but it still leaves enough up to your imagination for it to be 
engaging and fun, which is something we've talked about before, you know, particularly in some authors that we admire, those authors that leave enough room for you to place your world onto the characters and your vision of them. Uh, it's the same thing, you know, we didn't, we never saw what Cag or Lauren or any of these characters look like, but we kind of got an idea. We don't know what came out of the tetrahedron, but we can hear it and we know that it has, yeah, whatever. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's, I think it works really well. I think it's, it, it, it definitely lends itself. It's kind of allowing people's imagination to play, but saying, but this is the field in which you're playing and actually you get more reward out of it that way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think there were <clears throat> this phase, this fragment in particular, and this performance had, there were also sort of, um, cause I think a big attractor of this podcast is people wanting to know who did play it, knowing the things that were sort of left on the cutting room floor. And I do remember there was a lot of talk. They had really, uh, glommed on to the idea of now the six corners, uh, the six elements. And we had been playing with the idea that the, the audience for Cagliostro would be organized by guilds in a way mm. where they were almost calling the corners for him to perform this as like a grounding spell. But that wasn't, it just, by the end of phase two, we're like, no, it's no, cool. No. This, this I is mean, a good enough idea. Just let's, just, let's just do this. <laughs> it's nice and simple. Yeah. 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 Um, and I do now remember what the second assessment was. It was the tetrahedron, the physical oh, tetrahedron gosh. that they had to follow the clues around. So we'll How, get again, into that's, that. That's like the we'll bottom get into How many copies of that were around my house? <laughs> that was insane. Yeah, we had a lot to touch. Oh, and we should talk about that too. We, you know, we created, this was the, this was Patreon had sort of exploded and we had, we had the guild pins at this point, and also we were able to afford um, hiring someone to help put together a three-dimensional mm. tetrahedron that was that we could manipulate and turn, and that they could use it to solve. It was really exciting to see, like, okay, they they're into this. They want us to do more, and now we have the resources to do it. Um, yeah, I uh, this for me is like still it. It's a thing that was like the hardest time in my life ever. But looking back on it, it's so honeymoon nostalgic. Was yeah, where... I mean, there was something lovely because at, at the was it the beginning of this phase or was it in the middle of this phase when we were all together in New York? Uh, um, at, the at the beginning. beginning. So there yeah. was something nice about mm-hmm. this because we did start, I think, in that position physically in this you know upstate physically i remember with yeah. the, when you had the green screen on the kitchen table and we had the little we were trying to make animate them and we were trying to it was kind of awful <laughs> but it was we were trying to do it stop was good motion fun. and it just sort of i think it, i think that when it was when this got to tough bits and when we were all kind of a bit ah, you kind of thought back to mm-hmm. that moment thought okay it doesn't it doesn't matter because we had that that's part of this and therefore it's kind of ground yeah. you in I, right. I, I i absolutely adored um making the soundtrack for for that bit for that actual um scene and just putting it together and, and listening back and going i did that in the computer it was really cool <laughs> that, that kind of it just right? kind of going, yeah oh wow that's what you can do yeah i think because of how pro- how in the be- i mean this in the best way how well produced it was how produced mm. it was i can listen to it and hear me as martin mm. and not cringe i just think of it's martin so- I just think it's so funny. I feel the same. When I hear myself singing, and I do, you know, I I sing, but I I just kind of I go, I don't like my voice, but but not as Cag. I feel kind of like no, no, no. That it feels like it's the right voice for that character, and it feels like yeah, Yeah. it it felt it felt good, and and yeah, I I didn't. I'm not embarrassed by it. (laughs) And and when later on, when I added the. 
the musical soundtrack, that I still listen to that a lot because I like the mm-hmm. way that it shapes it and everything. I think it's as a dramatic thing. It's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I do too. Oh, do you remember? I cannot. So, oh, here's what happened. So when they called the corners, they were supposed to get a word, uh, another word to to finish that fragment. And because of how they did it, there was no way to give them a new clue. There was no way, because we hadn't instilled the idea <laughs> oh, yeah. of the Book of Briars like giving you a word. And so at the very last minute, the day we were going to have the performance, you and I were working on where we could put that word in the, in the audio, performance. Yeah. Caprathorn. Caprathorn. And so, and so you have someone <laughs> in the beginning say, oh, I saw this at the Caprathorn <laughs> did the, Club. Yeah, yeah, the Caprathorn <laughs> Club. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was... Uh, 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 Brendan, who's like, wait a minute, I think I've heard something. I think I, I was like, days later. Um, yeah, that was exciting. This was a really good time. And so then we end phase two with um, uh, with Deirdre having unlocked the truth. We know she has. She wrote a poem on her blog that would finish the spell. We don't know where she was or where she was going or or what happened with um, with uh, between her and Cole. And Cagliostro dead, Lauren now the Cagliostro. One of my favorite tweaks that we did was adding your voice as an undercurrent of Lauren's when Martin is taking her out of the hall where it's like the residual power of the Cagliostro. (laughs) It is cool. It's so good. good. And I'm I'm particularly (laughs) proud of of that bit where you get the running and then I, because I did it several times, and I went. Wait a second! If if the you know if you've got a slamming door, then the sound has to change really quickly because it, it jars. And when you're watching it on film, for example, that sound yeah. it reinforces what you're seeing. And when you hear it, you kind of normally right. you know you have these lovely fade outs and fade in, and it feels like it's. But you couldn't have that because this was about action and motion. <laughs> Again, yeah. you getting exhausted by doing your running impressions and having to <laughs> put that over the top was really good. So yeah, the, the bits where all of a sudden they move from one set of doors and then open the doors onto Grand Central Station and you have again that that different sound. That was interesting right, to me right. to play around with and go, oh yeah, that's exactly how it would be if it was in a voice recorder rather than trying to make it yeah. about... In the most, in the most uh, sensitive, amazing voice recorder yeah. ever. <laughs> Martin's <laughs> really, really good audio. Martin's. I have, I have one. I have a field recorder that's really Martin's good. wire. Yeah, I love it. Martin's wire. This Luddite was state of the art. Absolutely, absolutely. I loved it. That was one comment on. I remember on YouTube, someone who wasn't familiar with this, they found it and said, "This looks. This sounds really well produced. I don't think this is. <laughs> I don't think this is real. Really, you don't think this is real? I don't think this is real. It was fun too, and this was the first material from the game that I put on on social media. And I, I added this Chiron in the beginning that said this audio, um, the Cagliostro was a magician who blah, 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 blah on this date. And that got a, that was free ads. That got a ton of people uh, following us, new readers, because the thing is super captivating on its own. Yeah. If you know that this Cagliostro, this is his final performance, this magician. And didn't we include it in the low report? It's part of mm. it's, it's a big thing in the low report as well. Oh, that's that's everyone's favorite part about the low yeah. report is that those characters are just fanboys yeah. for the for Cagliostro. We need to do more yeah. with them. <laughs> <There's> the... 
I agree. And by them, you mean you. <laughs> Do all those weird accents and yeah, uh, yeah. I loved it. I had a little crush on that the one Scottish who was guy. like reporting uh, the rope, the remote one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, tell me more about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's more than one voice, isn't there? There's the yeah, there, there's the little there's the other reports. Yeah. I forgot completely about that. That's so funny. And all the little snippets. That was phase three, and that was completely the script everything i just said i had i am so overwhelmed <laughs> go like go, make go. it just whatever yeah, be careful what you wish it for. will be fine <laughs> i loved yeah. it and everyone loved it and it opened up this new world that we're that's something we'll discuss in phase mm. three but that was we wanted the load to be this way to disseminate information but but by and large they were kept out of it and everyone wanted in and everyone thought the point was to get into the low. And it's like, do you realize how much we would have to yeah. write if you suddenly had access to a library of, <laughs> you know, no, it's not happening. Not today anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, right. end so, of phase. End of phase. And then the second assessment was following these clues about these animals once they had assembled the tetrahedron around the body of this tetrahedron. And then it would open. The I had gone over this about a hundred times that how the animals would work, and there were sort of like internal logic. There were rules to this, and it is the biggest mistake to date of the Monarch Papers, which was I was completely wrong, and the rules didn't work. <laughs> and you had to what that what became known as the leap of yeah. faith. You you had to break the rules one time to be able to complete the puzzle. It's a and, very convenient and I, <laughs> and, Yeah, and once it was all out, once they had the rules, once they had the tetrahedron, there was nothing I could do to change it that was in-world, yeah. short of me pulling everyone aside and saying, I screwed up, I'm sorry, you know. So even Indri sort of said, she posted on the forum, um, I don't know, I think there's some sort of logic that only makes sense to the tetrahedron. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't yeah. understand it. It's a uh, in yeah. us. But, um, yeah. Right. And that, what was nice, we took a month off. It took them maybe three weeks to solve that assessment. And it bought us a little bit of time. And also, um, uh, they, I, <laughs> we sickly kind of love seeing our readers get a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah. After we've gone through so much, we want you to go through a little bit. Um, but it was fun to see everyone kind of pulling their mm -hmm. hair out over it just because it meant they were invested. Um, and this was when we did a new ad, which, which looked like a long tabletop and had sort of like items and objects that related to each guild. Um, mm -hmm. I spent a hundred years oh, it designing beautiful, this though. It worked so well when you, when you scrolled it across, it was really nice. Yeah. It was supposed to be seamless and it brought in the most number. I mean, it sort of almost tripled our readership that ad. Um, and brought in a bunch of like uh, diehards who are still with us today, and um, I, I thank that ad. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good one. But yeah, so that's um, you know we it, the fallout of phase two was that everyone we had a, our first besides Martin. Well, we had our first three fan favorite characters. People liked Cole. People liked Deirdre. They were invested in their story. But there was something about Lauren Martin and the Cagliostro. Mm that people really latched on to. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit of the scene behind the scenes. With Cole and Deirdre, you only saw what they wanted you to see and read what they wanted you to read. But you kind of got into their minds and hearts, these characters. 
what they wanted, what they needed, what they were using each other for. Um, and that was a huge lesson for us as writers. As not to, I mean, not to bring it back to a subject that you and I really just don't enjoy at all. But do you think there's any kind of parallel with, say, fan frame? If I'm just thinking, <laughs> where, what happened in this episode? <laughs> and maybe, maybe you could make them a, a sort of parallel similarity to, say, Wesley huh. and the mayor oh, and. Oh. Faith. And I don't know. Faith? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I know. I just. I don't know. That's interesting. I had never thought that it could somehow connect to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, no. That's Particularly really not some sort of like <laughs> calling of some kind of creature. I mean, that's a totally oh, yeah. original idea and, that's never been and, uh, done before. <laughs> absolutely. When that you would, yeah, that you would have to possibly devour yeah, or yeah. kill the people surrounding you when you transform. <laughs> wow, that's. But so, in, so insightful. I'm here for the insights. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just got my Faith Funko the other day. Oh, they just really? released like a, a series two of them. Faith is that sh- not to digress, but Please season do. three of Buffy was when it was firing on all yeah. cylinders. I think it's the best season. Oh. It, it was the best. Oh. The cl- I think it ultimately was the cleanest metaphor. It was letting go of mm-hmm, your childhood mm-hmm. love. It was you knew you didn't know what the future was post senior year of high school, um, having to deal with more complicated relationships like Faith and Angel. Mm-hmm. And I just think and 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 Willow realizing who she was and it would go into season four. I just thought it was perfect. It was perfect. It was, There's not a bad episode. No, no, in season it's, three. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I have I have difficulty saying which is my favorite season <laughs> because I like them for right. different reasons. I mean, yeah, I love, of course. I know ultimately yeah. season six oh, is your, God, your yeah. favorite. Just be, I don't know. And it shouldn't be because I don't think at the time it was. When I watched it at the time, I think I was like, what are they doing? And now I kind of go, oh, yeah. what were they doing? It's amazing. Um, and plus, I think particularly <laughs> yeah. season six coming after Glory and all of that storyline, which I, you know, she is just... <laughs> Glory is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, this is a whole other podcast anyway, anyway, that we're going to yeah. get into at some point when we have time. This is the after yeah, show. Yeah. Yes, we will do this. We will get into this. But yeah, absolutely. And I, I just, I love the whole Betty Veronica light and dark side of Slayerdom mm. and, and the fight, the fight at Faith's apartment. I mean, oh, oh, it's so good. Anyway, anyway. So yeah. So, um, so that was the end of phase two. And now we, uh, next week we'll be getting into sort of We'll talk about prep for phase three. And um, this was a phase three was the beginning of like a big shift in how like our like how we structured our company. And 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 you guys were going to work on bigger projects within the company, too. And so there was a lot of like we need to figure out how to manage. There was a lot of stress put on you. (laughs) This is the the beginning of your very, very stressful period in our period of thinking. We would love to be stressed with you, but we can't because we're too busy stressed over here right now. (laughs) Exactly. You're on your own, the stressors. Yeah, yeah. And But this also, phase three, was a time when we sort of let puzzles take a backseat. We realized how successful if we, if we if we could give you a good bad guy, give you a good hero, give you high stakes, uh, the puzzles were irrelevant yeah. or n- less, less relevant, relevant, especially to us. We definitely had people who were only here for the puzzles, who were only here for the ARG thing. But we realized that's not what we wanted to do. Yeah. And that's when I started saying ARB, <laughs> an alternate reality <laughs> book yeah, yeah. instead. Yeah. Uh, because the game was just a hurdle to get you to the next great, hopefully great bit of narrative. So... We'll talk about that uh, next week. Um, if you're new to this world, the AG verse, the magic verse, then go to accurately You can sign up there. You can 
um, check out the forum where we have a thriving community who will welcome you with open arms and you can do some creative writing. You can explore the story of the Monarch Papers and things that are happening right now because even though we're recording this, it, this won't come out for another week, the Ackerley Green Secret Society kicks off today. Um, so even if you haven't bought a pin and aren't directly in connected to it, you still get to be involved like readers did in the Monarch Papers to help solve puzzles and explore narrative in a, a smaller, <laughs> more contained way that I can manage. Um, and then if you uh, like what we're doing and you want to help, you can go to patreon.com slash green and contribute to help support us designing things like 3D tetrahedrons and all, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, as always, this is CJ Bernstein, and I'm here with... Simon Arismith. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best and, radio uh, and, DJ voice. Yeah, yeah fantastic. I love it. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.